please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Um, welcome to Wired Shut. Um, I'm your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Logan. Yeah, oh, I went yeah. first. So oh, I thought it came in on the seven, but it came in on the eight. That's hot. Uh, yeah, and th- what the opposite of what he said. I'm he's the Logan. I'm the Jesse. And um, I was going to say this is our penultimate episode. <laughs> <laughs> we cancelled. <laughs> we got cancel cultured. Um, oh, it was going to happen to me eventually. Yeah, you 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 could write on the fact of being vaguely racial, but. <laughs> I'm too wide for that. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Vaguely Racial. Um, again, a really good, you know, we've, we're ideas. Vaguely Racial. Is that where we just ask the opinions of people that are mostly white? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a good idea for yeah. a shitty fake work show. Um, um, also, stay tuned for the eventual we need to actually do this, which is the like wide shut pilots. Where we just have a, a an RSS feed that is exclusively shows we'll only make one episode of. Ah, uh, yeah, actually, um, yeah, that's a really good idea that I forgot completely about until you just mentioned it yeah. again. Um, we've retooled pilots maybe twelve times in a lifetime and never actually done anything with it. So we've now found a new meaning. I mean, and arguably Archer has randomly started doing exactly what we talked about for ages. Oh, that's true. That's near the end of it. All right. Let's now talk you about the cold. Continue. Yeah. Uh, what was I introing? Oh, the Cold War. The show. The what? The Cold War. The Cold War. We were talking about the Cold War, weren't we? Before the before the show started. The current one or the old one? Oh, I'd, I'd like to uh, compare and contrast both. Um, let's talk about the new Cold War. Um. What do you got? Is the Beirut explosion a conspiracy? Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Because um, so hear me out before we go anywhere. Okay. That just popped into my head because that is the first time I've ever seen something like that happen, and never in my mind did it occur to me to go wait. What was that? Was, the, to? was the prevailing narrative correct? I was just like, yeah. Now that sounds like a stupid accident. Yeah, uh, and that's why you stumped me a moment ago when you suggested it. Is I, I actually don't know. I haven't read any... There's been no whisperings of it being a conspiracy, as far as I know. No. Um, huh. Are we the guys that break the story? <laughs> Are we the ones um, that no, push What we have narrative? to do is vehemently claim that we've considered it a conspiracy from the start. Sure, yeah. In order to... Um, Feel cash vind- in when when that that comes to light. Yeah, in the very least, to feel vindicated. Three yeah. years from now, when um, like a world leader gets um taken down because of this, actually having some sort of truth to it, and by taken down, I mean murdered. Um, I thought you meant me too again. <laughs> Another good podcast title. Uh, me too. Me too again. <laughs> we don't get me too again. again. Oh no. Uh, um, which would really only be a podcast dedicated to, um, yeah, famous people out there who have been me too'd 
managed to recover and then got me to again. Uh, and it'd be spelt me twode. Uh, T-W-O-D. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, no. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk about Beirut for a little bit because that shit's crazy. That leveled a city, essentially. Yeah. Um, Still, was it the fourth largest non-nuclear explosion? Man-made? Is that what they said? I never heard anything. Mm. One I was point- more impressed by the whole, yeah, just... My first thoughts were, oh shit, did like a two spatting Arab nations or something, did one of them finally nuke the other? Yeah. Get some like... Well, we had a mushroom cloud. Like, Russian nu- yeah. Mushroom cloud is just indicative of an explosion over a certain size. They're not specific to nukes. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, when that footage just gets... But, oh yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Nine seconds, clear as day, on a loop, on a, on a, on a gif, or gif... Um, in 2020, you're like, oh damn, okay. That's the sort of... Sure is it, Jif? Jif? Jif. Uh, Um, That's the sort of image that's going to get used and reused over and over again for like several um, end-of-world montages on like news footage. Yeah, also wait for the... um, Wait for the bunch of movies in the near future that have large explosions that clearly use that as a visual reference. Yeah, or... um, a bunch of big CGI explosions that, or like a what does a nuke look like hitting a modern city? Yeah, or a um like thirty years from now, a new Lincoln Park type of band having that footage in one of their music videos. <laughs> you like the never um, You live at your mom's. It's true. You have to act like that When we talk about the People's Club for humans being like the network, that's really just my mum's house. Um, the blast was yeah okay. It was, it was detected as a magnitude three point three. In terms of yeah, I heard it broke windows for what kilometers. Was, it was heard. And it was hearable on Cypress, which is two hundred forty kilometers away. Two fifty, yeah. So like for our um, backwards American listeners out there, that's one hundred and sixty miles away. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, 6,000 injuries, 10 to $15 billion in property damage. And an estimated 300,000 people instantly made homeless. Oof. They have an orthodox, okay, just reading, orthodox hospital. Fair enough. Um, What's I was just reading on the map all the things that are, were around where the thing went off. Just noticing the names of them. It's like, ooh, this is one place just called New Sector, which is very video game. I like it. Um, New sector. 21 people still missing. What's that? God damn. Oh, just reading the stats for it. Ouch. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's, there's uh, some figure. No, the most I'm seeing in terms of just people talking about it at least here is just the existing terrible relationships between um yeah lebanon and other parts of the world which is like okay cool those are the first people you're going to point out yeah. when an explosion happens anyway and they have <clears throat> but, yeah but no one's blaming anyone screwed up a couple of things i think in the past mm. but they mostly they just got on the wrong side of israel right pretty much yeah 
got in the way. Um, uh, conspiracies. Let's have a look what the internet thinks. Oh, a Russian-owned ship. So the ship that we... That... Yeah, Russian-owned staffed by Russians and Ukrainians. Oh. Did and it was heading to Mozambique before it got... Um, before they got it confiscated. Right, because it's a Russian ship. It was yeah. basically... Well, it wasn't allowed to move. Like, they had just confiscated it. and It, it, it broke it. out at sea and it head they went to the like first port that they could just get to right um which, which was happened to be in lebanon Beirut. yeah and then even yeah they confiscated the owners of the boat just went and pretended they didn't know the crew bailed and the owners of the cargo also bailed so beirut put the goods up for sale on the grounds that whoever bought them had to cart them out of there and nobody bought them. And so the port authorities never removed them. Huh. Um, it seems, um, you've seen the photos of like how heavily packed that warehouse was. Yeah. It was nuts. Eh? Just uh, the entire floor was just covered in like those, um, sort of big fertilizer bags. Huh? Um, yeah, okay. So, naturally, uh, far right-wing support groups have been calling it a conspiracy and that it relates to a war between the government and this, well, I don't know what government, but the government and the central banking system. Again, which central banking system? Uh, that it's Donald Trump is waging a secret war against elite Satan-worshipping pedophiles in government, business, and the media. Um and people are pulling photos of uh, Netanyahu pointing at um, sites in Beirut, basically where the explosion happened, in regards to where they, he th he thought at the time in 2018 um, they were storing weapons. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone knows that Mossad is like the most well-informed people in the world right and trump described it as a terrible attack which may, means it is an attack right mm. truth okay but yeah russian ownership hezbollah is real animosity conspiracy theories about blah, but it, blah, blah. it's lebanon for a start so that's a what is it an arab nation uh yes they went to war with israel so i have to assume that they are Lebanon. Um, this is why we're wired shut because we don't know what we're talking about, but we're learning. Um, surely it borders. Oh yeah, okay, that's where Lebanon is. So, so we're learning it borders um, Syria and Israel to the south. So yeah, right. Lebanon was the home of the Phoenicians. Uh, ah. Which makes sense because the Phoenicians were um, like seafaring folk, and Lebanon is like the coastal side of the Middle East. Right. Uh, uh, uh. And so nobody, but there's no cool like they're lying when they say it's a like it was actually a bomb and this is why or anything. No, yeah, doesn't seem to be anything like that. Oh. It's pretty well split between Muslim and Christians. 
Okay. Um, it was when it was um, brought in under the Roman Empire, it became obviously um, a, a Christian nation mm. and didn't really fall to or fall to, but like um, wasn't conquered. Uh, even during throughout the Crusades, they asserted their communion with Rome and it wasn't until the Ottomans took over that um, they fell under a... Fr- and, uh, um, yeah, a Muslim rule for like 400 years and then it collapsed in World War One. came under a French rule. Uh, and then very quickly after that, got their independence... And then they had military occupations for 40 years in Syria and, yeah, 25 years in Israel. Oh, sorry, by those countries. So they were occupied by Syria and Israel, respectively. Is any of the land that Israel claims theirs? Uh, Or do they claim any Israeli land? Because I know they've had border disputes before. I can't really see much about that. There's a Lebanese civil war. No, it seems like they were occupied by Syria and Israel because of their own civil war. No, oh, okay. Um, it was once known as the Paris of the Middle East. Probably because it was controlled by the French for like 30 years. No other reason beyond that. But good lord, she's an old, um, she's an old country. Yeah? Yeah. Well, Phoenician times, it goes all the way back. So I was, you say Phoenician, I know the name of the, okay, so the Phoenicians are of Phoenicia. Yeah. Which is a nation, I was going to say, is there a nation called like Faunus or something? Faunus. Faunus. Champions of the sun. They're masters of karate and friendship for everyone. Um, they are the day man. Uh-huh. Fighter of the night man. Tingus, Carthage, Lipsis, Cyrene, Tyre, Sidon, Byblos, Asia, Crete, Cyprus. Truly the ancient world was glorious. Truly words were good. In these age of empires, in these Sid Meier's civilizations, um, yeah, okay. So, what do you think is going to happen from here with regards beyond it being a massive cultural and having a massive cultural impact um, to the way Michael Bay creates explosions? Yeah. Uh, do we expect a? Um, a Bourne trilogy to be um, based around Lebanon now that people know where it is? Potentially. Or maybe some sort of, um, like, you've got to stop the disaster from happening and then maybe he doesn't stop it from happening and then there's, like, a scene where there's an explosion and he gets, like, tumbled around a bit. Nice. You know, like, you know, modern James Bond has to get hurt a little bit. Yeah, of course. He's got to be, like... um, Pretty well battered, bruised, but still like gorgeous at any given time while he's like um, pushing 50 and still sprinting after 20 year old um, like uh, 
parkour is he professionals. Even only fifty. Uh, we talking about Daniel Craig right now? Yeah, I, I, you said that age, and then I'm like, he's fifty two mm. now. So we oh. would have done um, Quantum of Salas and uh, Casino Royale. Sales, sales. Casino Royale was fifteen years ago. Jesus, he was just a baby in that movie, huh. but he still looked old. So yeah, he's he he was I don't know look. Kind of like a really, really, really overgrown baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's got those baby blues. <laughs> <laughs> and a diaper full of shit. Uh. Speaking of, you heard it here first. Um, the the TV show Mother, look, uh, no, Raised by Wolves, looks like that movie Mother, but just done with more money and less creativity. Oh, Raised by Wolves. Oh, that's the... Um... That like sci-fi Ridley Scott Amazon show. And it's meant to be a lot like Mother with an exclamation point. Darren Aronofsky doing a movie, movie. Uh, not that Mother, the one with the like robot wet nurse thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that straight to Netflix movie. Oh, the one They're with the wet um... nurse. What's a wet nurse? No, <laughs> nanny. I don't know what. Sorry, good mother. mother. Uh, I am mother. I think. Oh, I am mother. There we go. Yeah, because it's uh, doing. Yeah, it's just I am robot meets. I am robot. I am robot. Robert. Robert. Some would say that he was raised by wolves. Um, Not me though. I loved Krusty. <laughs> oh, it's I hate Krusty. Huh. We always flubbed it on purpose. Um, is this just uh, Ridley Scott's version of uh, when? Martin Scorsese made a TV show and everyone was like, oh my God, he's making a TV show. It's going to be perfect. Oh, he's not even directing it. He's just producing it. Well, um, something for Netflix or the streaming services um, when he made Irishman. But no, he's not. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's finally doing something outside of theaters. Yeah. Uh, But no, Ridley Scott. Oh, he did direct the pilot. Okay. Maybe he is directing all of them. Interesting. Two androids, father and mother, tasked with raising human children on a mysterious new planet after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. As the burgeoning colony of human threatened, humans threatened to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. Okay, slightly different from the other thing, but... The, the trailer makes them look like the exact same movie. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. The guy who created the show and is writing the show is the guy that wrote Prisoners. Okay. The, the TV, the, not TV, the, the movie what with the sad Hugh Jackman and sad Jack Gyllenhaal doing sad cop things. Uh, it's one of those I'm aware of it, never seen it. Yeah. Situations. 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 So... The other day, I watched a movie called called Shit. Oh yeah. It's gonna say, it's have a you word gone for right? relic? Relic. It's, it's gonna say a word for an old thing. It's called relic. Yes. TV show. Movie. Movie. That the one on Netflix with the, with the with the like. It's got the animal head in the body in the poster. 
No, that's the ritual. Oh, that's a ritual. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's an Australian horror film. Why yeah. didn't you say so? It's an Australian directed by a woman horror film, so it should, by rights, be like a second coming of Babadook, and it kind of is. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's got Emily Mortimer in it. Yeah. Uh, it's produced by Jack Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Um, this is so I oh, yeah, that's mentioned funny. parts of it to you the other day, but basically it's about a um it, it, it plays like a horror movie, but it's it's more about a mum and a daughter coming to terms with grandma getting Alzheimer's and falling apart. Oh right, so it's uh, um it's you don't know Alice, but if it was Australian, so genuinely terrifying. I don't know Alice. You it don't, don't know, uh, Alice. know Alice. That's uh, Alicia Keys. You don't know my name. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Oh then. yes, you mean the movie with, where Julian um, Moore is scared all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and her husband is Alec Baldwin, which explains why she's scared all the time. You're talking about the one with Nicole Kidman, and she lost her memory, and the person that abducted her is actually not her husband; it's the person who hit her in the head. Oh no! Okay, that's a different movie altogether. No, I was thinking I, of I Still Alice. Said yeah. that. Still Alice is what <laughs> yeah. you're thinking. Of. Yeah, I'm thinking of a very bad attempt in an erotic thriller. Who was in that? That was Nicole Kidman and Mark Strong. That's right. He was. He was. I'm Mark Strong. I have to concentrate really hard to not be Scottish. <laughs> there was another man in that movie. Who was it? Um, I think it's. Co- Co- what's his name? The British. Colin Firth. Firth of Terms. Now, from Children of Men. Ah, uh, Colin. Uh, mockery. <laughs> it's Colin Mockery. Um, Colin, Children of Men. Who's that calling from what then that Clive Owen? Oh, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. No, because that's Children of Men with Julianne Moore and Clive Owen. I feel like we're getting off track. <laughs> How good is that movie, track. though? Um, I watched Relic. <laughs> yeah, you watched Relic. Talk me, talk me through it. Um, um, it's a, yeah, you'll... It's like you, you come for the horror movie, you stay for knowing that everyone you care about is going to die one day. Nice. Um, are you meant to feel like what are the characters like are you meant to feel sorry for any of them at any point or is it more just like uh, they're, they're all... very realistic the grandma is annoying and weird but the annoying weirdness is yeah initially played off like a horror situation and then as time goes on you realize she's just not that it was ever surprised on you that she was having dementia issues but there's there's like sort of a history of weird shit in the family that's being implied and things like that and like so the it's, grandfather um, was weird and the great grandfather was even weirder but um, it's purely just playing off of um, just yeah, yeah it's just it's a bit a bit where it's hard it's just um, subverting your expectations of yeah, what you'd come it, to expect that's out of not like to a, say like like there is a theory. sequence where they the, both happens to the mother and the daughter at different parts in the movie but the um 
first the daughter just first the daughter. goes into her grandma's wardrobe and finds like a hallway into another hallway in the house. Oh, that's a really good way to start a horror movie like that, in my opinion. Cool. But, and she's just yeah. like, what? One, this room should not be here. Two, I, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she sees like this weird just black shape move out of her view and walk away down the hallway. And it's just like, you know, where did this entire other wing of the house come from? And like, where is it leading to? Mm. Um, and she, you know, to like get to it, she has to climb through all this old stacked up crap all over the house. It's just sort of looks like maybe grandma's a hoarder or something. Um, but the further you go down that rabbit hole, the more the house is just like falling apart, rotting. Nothing makes sense. You enter a doorway and exit a doorway into a room with just doors and it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. She goes down a hallway that gets smaller and smaller the further down it she goes. Um, the house is basically the, the house is, is sort of a metaphor for the grandma's mind. Yeah. And so everything lying in boxes all over the place is all her memories. They're all just jumbled and stacked up and she keeps keep struggling to hold on to them and remember them and find them and then going into different parts of the house where you're like look you open a door close the door and then look around at the room in front of you and you're just like i don't know where the fuck i am is um you know meant to be referential of how somebody with alzheimer's can feel right so yes it is horror and yes, like the grandma gets progressively weirder and weirder until she's just like this sort of rotten creature that's pursuing them. Um, but then when it gets to the point where they should be leaving the house because they've finally escaped and they've escaped from the weird sort of maze of the house and stuff, and they go out the front door, and then the, the daughter gets out, the mum follows her, then the mum sticks backwards and goes, no, like, that's my mum, I have to go save her. Hmm. Um, she goes, finds the old lady, but all she does is just kind of lift the old lady up and peel off what's left of the grandma's skin, and underneath is, like, this black husk creature. Cool. It just looks like a really old, really skinny, spindly baby thing. And she just like yeah helps peel all the skin off it and then just starts cradling it mm. because like because yeah, grandma's a blank now grandma is gone there's it's nothing left this except living this. baby thing that's not a person anymore this needs to be taken care of and doesn't know where it is or what it is anymore yeah yeah Oof. it's sort of like at peace which would be horrifying for the person to have to like be the daughter having to nurse that yeah well, not nurse it but like cradle it take care yeah. of it it's horrifying to even look at a family member that's no longer the family member you thought they were but you still know exactly it's them exactly so you have to take care of it yeah okay and then um Art house. it sets up the shot where the mum's on the bed cradling lying on her side cradling the grandma then the daughter finally comes back in and she didn't run away either after she got out of the house didn't leave her mum yeah and she climbs up on the bed and hugs her mum from behind Metaphor. And while she's doing that, she looks, um, she like sees something on the corner of her mum's, like, back of her neck and pulls her top down a little bit and just sees a, a little bit of the same rotting that the grandma had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's genetic. Because it's just, it's, it's hereditary, yeah. But they couldn't use that word and call it hereditary because <laughs> that movie already happened. 
yeah. oh, there's got to be a chance they were planning on, like there was a draft of this movie called Hereditary. Quite possibly, right? Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Good movie, depressing. Technically, it's horror, though. Um, you know, it instead of doing that sort of slow unraveling like what most horror movies do towards the end it suddenly yeah. gets very real at the end and because of that it kind of oh loses meaning what it alleviates any ability for you to scoff at it yeah 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 so you end up with this weird thing where you go ah oh, actually you have to like it now because like this is all yeah. what it meant the entire time we've washed it away for you but not really yeah and the even the like symbolism of the pulling off the grandma skin and stuff it's all pretty heavy-handed well no 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 i would have said very very it's sort of like how many horror movies can you think of where their ending direction is a sweet one but a sad one rather than just being like Actually, ah violence ah scary thing ah we sealed the the bad doorway thing away. at the last mm-hmm. second and... the only thing that i can think of right now is parasite because I started thinking, I wonder how well this would play if you just uh, put this in a different language. So I do that with, with movies and ideas. It's like, ah, oh, that seemed to be quite average. But if it was animated, it would have probably been okay. Maybe better than okay. Um, Parasite's kind of the only one that I can think of that has that. Do you think what, the Parasite would have been a different movie in English? Like it would have been a bad movie. Uh, no, because they're remaking it in English. Really? They're turning it into a TV series, I think, with um, Tilda Swinton and somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I scoffed when I first saw that they were re, not rebooting it, but ter- making an American version of it until yep. you saw that the uh, director is still behind it. And um, yeah, he's lined up pretty much your favorite kind of actors in those movies to be in those movies. Okay. So I have hope. Um, but no, beyond I'm... that, did you, speaking of another Korean based property that's been turned into a TV series, have you watched the Snowpiercer TV show? I tried to watch the first episode and got bored. Is it just, yep. The same thing, but longer. Like, Pretty much, there... yeah. It's like the same thing, but longer, with less of a um, budget, spending more time focusing on parts of characters' lives you didn't need to see. Uh, yeah. Like, and it, people it's... having conversations about the running of the train. Where in the movie, the reason it works is because you don't understand the purpose of the train beyond what they've told you. The purpose of the train is, whereas the show is set focuses it it splits its time perfectly evenly between the poor people at the bottom of the train or the back of the train and the rich people who are running it right um i just couldn't care oh so in this version it is actually like a i think they had to rely on the fact that they got um what's her face to play uh like the the rich people administrator Hmm. um and because she's the biggest name on the show they potentially had to spend more as much time on her as they would the um Jennifer Colin, Colin. Yeah, Connolly. They had to spend as much time on her as the uh other guy who right. replaced the Chris Evans character. 
Um, so is she is she the train like has she replaced Ed Harris's character? I think she's replaced the Tilda Swinton character. Ah, uh, okay. Where she's not running the show, she's running her part of the show. Right. Yeah. Um I don't know, it just it came across all manners of sci fi, like the T V show or the T V network sci fi. Yeah. With the wise. Uh, but the, it's still running strong, so I really don't. Maybe I do need to give it a chance to for me to actually give a shit about it. Um, I just I, I couldn't. the The whole point of that you get from watching um, the original Snowpiercer is that it's about being quick to the point short and effective yeah um it's uh, yeah it's meant to be at the, at the dying days of this entire system because you don't really need to watch it being done for years on end and it not actually unraveling you want to watch the unraveling of this kind of yeah it's, it's a like, dyst- like all dystopian anything right you want to watch the point of when the dystopian reality is being brought to its knees or is being challenged in some way it's not just people living in that world full stop you actually i don't know can you think of it like a dystopian story that just focused on the fact that it was a dystopian story and gave no one any sense of hope i would know what would be the point yeah exactly so um yeah even the utopian ones which are like all the false utopian ones still have the same thing it's somebody um, pulling the thread and then having it slowly unravel, like Minority Report. Mm. Um, or as we call it now, um, China. <laughs> China. Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's got a pretty impressive cast, but nothing. No one, no one really that's going to make me go. Oh, I now now I need to watch it because they've managed to get Sean Bean. No. Really? Yeah. What end? Uh, he's in the second. Oh, okay. Well, it's already had two seasons then. Okay, so it is still oh, just fuck. humming along. Well, I will never bother to watch that. Yeah. When did? Had? Do you recall how long the end of the world had been happening at the point in the movie? Because it's only seven years after the fall. Um. The show. Couldn't say. It's it's long enough that um, people don't remember what it was like. Name? Billy Elliot's character was born on the train and approaches like seventeen, eighteen on the train. Yeah, that's right. So, hmm. in the TV show, does it take like? Is it not going to all kick off until that later point? Or is it just a completely different storyline and timeline? I think it's a completely different timeline. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like it's a different timeline, really different story. Um, And that's kind of the thing that you end up getting stuck with. 
when everyone already knows the story after seeing the movie. They know how it ends. Yeah. It, uh, and they know the the plot twist, right? People are eating people. That was the thing that everyone always kind of convinced you. What That was sort of the pitch that we had to appreciate. When, remember when um, prequels first began, became a thing? Yeah, yeah. And we all had to be convinced that seeing the way up to something that we already know how it ends was going to be good. Yeah, and it's and I've, I'm still not. I I still feel like they are a different class of movie, or or series, or like it's you can't hold them to the same standard. Um, you're talking about the Star Wars prequel specifically there. Mostly, I'm just thinking about or any instance where they've gone like, oh, now this. You remember this character? Here's what they were doing twenty years beforehand when they were a child. I, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because the, the big thing for me with prequels is, was always like, I can play with it. Give me a prequel to something that isn't actually even in the same genre. Yeah. Um, and most of the time you're not in love with a character. You're in love with somebody's performance of that character. So I don't want to see... Uh, what, am I, what am I trying to think of? As yeah, an example, just we all like I've got Harrison is a, Ford doesn't mean we need to see somebody else play. No, we don't care about the where Han Solo came from beforehand. Just give us more excuses to watch Harrison Ford play him by putting him in relevant adjacent movies, maybe. But like, they could have made an entire movie about Han dealing with the fact that uh, his marriage fell apart or whatever. <laughs> I'd watch that. He just goes in for one last job because, uh, you know, he's an old man doing Why not? his. I'm not married anymore. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> just okay. Hear me out. Uh, old Han Solo having a midlife crisis, having his wild hogs moment, where he has just he takes on one last job to make it feel like he's still a rebel or he, like not a rebel that he's not just another. Um, wild hogs, the movie where he had to make enough cash to be able to. Um by those people to get his daughter into university. Yeah. William H. Macy. TV's um, TV's Han Solo. <laughs> William H. Macy. Um, yeah. TV's Chuck Norris. Yeah. Can you think of a, a prequel or... I mean, why do universe movies are fine or, or shows or... I mean, you know I don't like them. But... No. Um, but can you think of one where you're actually like, yeah, I, I'm happy with how that went? Well, see, the point... I think from my perspective always was if you're telling a prequel, you are not telling the most pivotal story in that universe because the pivotal story is the one that you first came up with that caused you to imagine this entire universe. Yeah. Yep. There's no way you're ever going to top that in terms of that just raw spark. Yeah. Um, unless... Yeah, and I mean, unless you had already resigned yourself to the fact that you were trying to create a wider universe to begin with, in which case you would never really use the same character across prequels and such. You might not yeah. even introduce characters. You you do the shared universe, the, the soft shared universe kind of approach where you mention a last name that's been heard and something else you watched ten years before, and you're like, "Oh, hang on a second, is there a connection there?" And the creator just goes, "Murder, maybe." 
I wonder how, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how many shared universes literally only exist because um, somebody mentions, like somebody asks it at a con. Yeah. And the director goes, oh, maybe. Whatever. Yeah. And that just becomes. Becomes fact. And then people, the only thing, the only part of that I I enjoy is uh, the. Uh, I think Cracked did it. They connected all of these different TV and film universes purely because of that one dude from um, Special Victims Unit who was Law and Order Special Victims Unit who had just played that character and so many other things. Um, See, that's cool. Which all of those other things had already confirmed that other shows and movies and things existed in the same universe because those shows had free license to do that sort of stuff. Hmm that it, it, it eventually confirmed that uh, yeah, Munch from Law and Order exists in the Star Wars universe because of the way they connected things together. It's like, ah, okay, cool. That I mean, was a fun exercise and somebody just going full uh, full conspiracy theory on it for, for long enough that they managed to connect the dots. Nice. But that may have just been a, like a combined Reddit effort of people just adding information and then Cracked do, does what Cracked does now and just um skim or like all of those internet sites do now is just skim from the top of reddit yeah uh piece it together and say look journalism mm. cracked if autumn was, autism was a website <laughs> Actually, i feel like it'd give it a sh- uh, i'd um still Bullshit. enjoy it if that was the case apparently um Evidently. Um, Excuse me. Autism. Woo. Yeah. Autism. Woo. Oh, the daughter from that, um, not hereditary (laughs) relic. Uh, She's one of the wives off, um, off, off, off. What's that? Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, isn't she? Uh, Yes. And she's also in no. Neon Demon. Yeah, she was Neon Demon and uh, Dark Shadows and Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice and Zombies and The Man in the High Castle. That's where I've seen her. And Neighbours. To be there for one Tony from Neighbours. good Neighbours. Are you confirming that Neighbours exists in the Peaky Blinders universe? Peaky fucking blinders. Because that's a show I'd watch. I was was confirming that Neighbours exists in the wide show universe. Oh, cool. Yeah. The People's Club expanded universe. We're going to get our big break any day now. You'll see us. We'll be in a Marvel movie. Um, We're going to... Form our Avengers, which is just four of us. Well, technically, four of us and um, the, four of us. The fat, the ugly from the podcast that hasn't launched yet, and um, Cullum in some sort of morph suit. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't green screen in green screen them in any sense, or um, no, we green screen them. Okay. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Use cutting edge techniques to completely remove. No, we put Cullum in a, we, cu- we put Cullum in a morph suit 
green screen him out and replace him digitally with um, Jerry Aylman. And that's a show. Um, yeah. We, we, we did make him stand in a full mocap suit on set, despite the fact that we, we didn't use any of his movement. <laughs> no, I feel like we're making of behind the scenes of this. It was because we were um, satisfying his um, artistic license by letting him, letting him make us believe that Jerry Aylman and himself were different people. It's a much more column thing to oh, do. Like it's, it's, so does this just become an elaborate thing for us to um, laugh at him? Because in fact, we all knew all along that he was not. Yeah, but we go out of there. We go out of our way and spend millions of dollars to um, not only um, keep up the lie, but yeah, we we go off site and have like a second unit dedicated to shooting Jerry Aylman scenes because he's based in a different country. <laughs> Um, and because of COVID, he can't leave. It's it's great. Mm. Um, or he claims it's COVID, but really it's because he's a registered sex offender because that's how I feel like we need to push all of Cullum's characters that he creates is ending up being... Registered sex offender. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll every now and again give him a character that isn't a registered sex offender, but is still a sex offender. It's just unregistered. Um, yeah, and you just sort of slowly imply that he's being typecast for a reason <laughs> oh shit okay that might be a good idea for pilots right there is and let's bring in as a good tester let's bring in column as jerry aylman yeah um and we'll play with that um yeah so i watched what do you call it the old guard the old Guard, Give her the old meow, guard, meow, the meow. old guard. Meow, 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 meow. Um, oh. On Din Din Netflix. Speaking of something unrelated to what you said, um, sure. Train to Busan 2 is... Oh, I need to watch that movie. Yeah, sorry, back to what you were saying. Uh, no, that's fine, because I need to take a leak, so let's pause very quickly. And, uh, okay. Then I'll be back. All right. Wild Hogs. That's the movie I watched. Me. Really? No. <laughs> no, I have uh, seen it. Yeah, in honor of um, John Travolta's dead wife, I watched a John Travolta movie. <laughs> R.I.P. Too soon? Too soon. I don't know. Gone too soon. She she was somebody I she was hadn't even begun to was peak. an actress, never seen her in anything. Yeah. I mean she hadn't even begun to peak, like, you know. It was like it was she was just ready to break through, I feel. Um it's a bit more time and she would have peaked Fergie. <laughs> oh, to think that was almost ninety episodes ago. Wow. Nine zero. Like that was episode six? Something Fuck, you think our show's old? A show I've been listening to since, well, I haven't actually touched it in months, if not almost a year, but I do still subscribe to it. Yeah. The Comedy Button. I subscribe Current to it, episode, good Lord, I do not listen to it. 449. 449? Four, 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 yeah, four, 449. Oh. Oh. I do respect the fact that they're... Um, company that their show is under is called hand turkey llc <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Litters, then, you know, Rogan's up to 15, 22, so. Yeah, but he does multiple a day. Yeah, also, he's in, just an addict and never sets the word. He doesn't know how to do anything by halves. He just does everything too much. Yeah. Wild horses. Wild hogs. Steaming mad and dirt. Drag me away. Um, uh, yeah, so The Old Guard. You haven't watched it good. Yet. Yeah, it was really good. It had its moments of... Uh, uh, I had a really good idea about what this was when I was watching it. And there was just every maybe 20 to 30 minutes, there was a, a soft rock new age song playing quite heavily over the top of people having feelings and Ugh. it just seemed completely doesn't that just mean that somebody watched the um early footage of the cut of the film and was like no nah, no nah, we need to we, we need to bring this. we need to use this up with a, a couple yeah. of sick beats from this band that kids <laughs> listened to 10 years ago um I don't know, it just had an ear of, uh, in those moments, it had ears of like, you know, what the WWE thinks is modern good rock. Uh, like new metal. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah, new metal by guys that drink craft beer. Um, yeah, I don't know. But beyond that, everything about this movie was pretty fucking good. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to tell you. You've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> it has the soft rock. <laughs> it sucks, but it's good. I like. <laughs> no, that's really the only negative I could think of. It's just the one that hammers it. Like it just. I mean, maybe it's really not that bad either in those moments. But to me, it's just like, oh, why am I listening to this right now? Why do I have to watch this happen? Uh, Isn't it? That's that. I always remember. Um, like feelingsy scenes in Michael Bay movies would often do that. Yeah, he'd like layer in a song, and then he would um, like treat a... the feelings in the character development almost like a trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it and felt. It would yes. just sort of skip through it, and then it would move on. That's a really good way to. Yeah, that's exactly. It's from the house of. It's from the book of book of Bay. The book of Bay. It's from the house of Bad <laughs> Boys. <laughs> um, beyond that, though, like the. I mean, you've got a pretty solid cast with this, even though like Charlie's Theron is front and center in terms of the most recognizable person in this movie. All of her supporting characters, are, or all of the supporting cast, I should say, are given just as much screen time as she is. Oh, okay. Like it's not her movie, um, her vehicle that she's just pushing. She's just the name attached to it. She's playing. She's the main character for sure. Um, but they spend enough time with the six additional cast members um that you yeah you want to watch any of them go off and and do, have adventures right which is yeah quite a good achievement for a um an ensemble kind of action movie i would have thought they've all got their little well it's not even that like you'd think when you paint them all as with the same brushes they're all thousands of years old uh potentially right. they've all been through is every this single conflict, a covert you could... um, Highlander reboot. Kind of. Um, that's essentially what they're playing off of. Is Highlander? There can only be one. But well, no, no, not there can only be one. But an eight, like um, ageless um, men are bred for war, sort of thing. 
Um, but they do it in a, I don't know, I liked it better than, they they dig into the actual concept behind what it is that they're doing and um, their influence on the world. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, you can't, you could quite happily, there are yeah, warriors who have been fighting across different lifetimes. Um, so they've all accumulated a ridiculous amount of um, skills and, and power right. and such. Um, so you know you're kind of painting them with the same brush where they've all they could all do every everyone's everything because they've all been doing it for so long but you still gotcha. wouldn't mind going off and watching one of them do something for an hour and a half because mm. um, uh, are they using melee weapons at some points is that just because they're like heavily they're, 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 they're immune to bullets it just hurts them for a bit so they kind of can just run through a huge group yep. of dudes and just cut them up. Yep. Like, yep. Or is it... Which looks great, obviously, on film. But when you're, yeah. um, it's obviously they've been fighting for so long, they predate munitions. Yeah. So they are also just like these are the weapons they initially learned how to fight with. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, like one of them's a, like the new character they bring in, she's a Marine who gets like shot while serving in Afghanistan and just heals. Um, manages to to get out but the um one of them goes back to the occurring yeah yeah like they don't explain it it's mysterious um they constantly recover from their wounds and deaths over and over again and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it um but their lives can end right like they will eventually just stop healing and either age or just get killed um so they don't know when or where. No, it's just their time comes. Okay. For as long as humans go, like um, Charlie's Theron's character, Andy, uh, goes back to like ancient Roman times. Okay. Um, like her, her full name is like and Andromaca, mm. or Scythia, yeah. And like even when like she's the oldest of them all, uh, but even she talks of people who have gone long, like come and gone from before her that brought her through so it just goes back as long as it does there's a character who um, fought under napoleon like he's as old as the french soldiers from like napoleon's guard uh like a muslim guy that fought in the crusades and then like an italian crusader from that same war who um who was on the other side uh yeah and then there's like um characters who are just being sneaky and evil in the modern day and like hunting them or like using them for scientific means um is, is it something you can reverse engineer or no that's what they were trying to figure out um i don't think they ever get to that point they managed to undo or stop them from uh like it's a, a yeah like a wealthy young uber silicon valley type ceo but i'm in charge of a pharmaceutical empire um, so is he just trying to be able to live forever? Or? I think so, yeah. He's just trying to find the next thing that's going to... Um, yeah, it's like life extension programs and such. Like he's already worked out that it's possible. He's just trying to figure out um, the right kind of sequencing to be able to do it, and then it can be done. And obviously, he's been spending millions of dollars hunting these uh, ancient uh, mysterious figures that 
he's naturally going to jump to thinking they definitely must believe because I've tried all the all the other options in modern science and nothing's working. So I'm going to start looking in the old history books and the old into the goofy shit, the, the prehistory stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. So you're just heading down the uh, uh, Hitler did too much uh, methamphetamine yeah. kind of route. <laughs> you're going to establish a Hellboy sort of movie. Cool. Um, yeah, but it, it does it quite well that um, they are ni- not nihilistic, but they are tired is probably the right word for it. So they come and go. War doesn't change. People don't change. They constantly try to save as many lives as they possibly can throughout the ages. But time and time again, they're just proven to not have a real impact right. on things in their heads. They're not really making a difference, even though they are basically gods and they can run through they can pick a side and go and do something about it and it will change the course of history to some degree, but they don't really notice it because it all to them, they're just seeing it from, for what it is that men grow old, uh, you know, men are born, grow old, kill each other, die and repeat. And Mm. because they've lived for so long, their stories have been told over and over again. um, They've been attacked and um, like considered witches or demons and, um, have been, especially during the Dark Ages, like um, the Andy character, she had a, a female partner that got captured by, um, yeah, like I think they got caught up in the Salem trials right? as witches because they wouldn't die and they'd be drowning them and burning them alive and they'd just keep coming back, which, you know, to everyone else is like, yeah, that's a fucking witch, keep trying to kill it. Um, and they work out that I know this this is in her like history of history so you don't really get to see it beyond flashbacks and other characters talking about why she is the way she is but um yeah her female partner eventually gets uh, thrown into an iron maiden and then dumped out to sea Mm. to just continually drown and drown and drown over and over again which you get to watch which is great um but she doesn't know where she is so she's still alive out there drowning over and over and over again Um, but it's just a it's a soft oh it's it's a really it's a turning point of the story but it isn't a part of the story it's just it's out there it's an accepted thing um they've all come to accept it's a thing but she can't live with the fact that she promised to save her but never did and it's been like 200 200 years Mm. yeah just like oh rough uh fight scenes are phenomenal like they've at no point is it boring as at no point uh the the camera ridiculously shaky or unnecessarily like framed in such a way just to avoid i don't know why they film movies like that sometimes but they do um they want to use the actors and have you see the actors yes whereas it's they've just got the right actors for this so they when they need to be used they'll get used and they'll get thrown around to do it um by the look of it you've got such nondescript supporting people that you can obviously it's much easier to get stunt people in and you wouldn't really notice them but uh they seem to do a good job of doing a hell of a lot of their own stuff um but there's a good mix of yeah the the actual weapon work as well there's scenes where one character will just go rogue and clean out uh, like an entire church just like using nothing more than like a fire axe um there's a point where charlie's theron's character is um getting pretty well like blockaded by people in this pharmaceutical building as she's trying to get her way up to the top 
Um, it's getting shot at. She's not healing properly anymore. Um, and she just gets to the point of just being pissed off. She's like, oh, for fuck, like, fuck this. And just starts, yeah. like, grabs a battle axe of some kind. Just starts sprinting through all of these guys and dodging bullets. Um, just based on her experience and, like, sliding and shit. And um, nothing supernatural. She's just angry, full of adrenaline, and just starts, like, ripping dudes to pieces with um, with the axe. Like, hits them hard enough that, that lifts them off the ground and shoves them back and then cleans their head off or um, carves their, their arm off or something. Yeah. Um, and just goes full tip with it, which is what you'd usually do in a first-person video game when you can, you've can you got those sorts of sprinting skills. Yeah, fair cool. Uh, so genuinely enjoyable. So they enjoyable. do sort of have powers beyond just the no. regeneration? Or no. no, no, no. It was just purely in her moment of like, I've been doing this for thousands of years. I can predict every sort of layout. Sort of, okay. um, but at that point she was also like, "I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! I'm just gonna fuck this shit up." Um, they, I assume they do, like you know, they yes, you said they're walking around bored and stuff, but they, um, are they afraid of getting captured? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the overall good, very good question. It's like you've seen the movie, um. That's that's a, who who said that it was like a some point on on a comic book character that it if you're been immortal, these comic book characters your likelihood of getting stuck somewhere forever increases mm. from like whatever percentage to one point zero. <laughs> yeah, it might have been this comic book because this is a pretty well known comic book apparently uh, by Greg Rucker. Rucker. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's the biggest overarching theme. Like, not theme, but like that's the biggest thing that they fear in the show or in the movie is whatever happens, don't get captured. Because if you get captured, um, yeah, you can get thrown to the bottom of the ocean and no hope of getting out because you're not super strong. You're not super anything. You just can't die. Um, But yeah, they've just managed because they've come from you know, human history is just the one common theme is war. So they learn how to fight and put themselves to use in that sense. Um, but the, the cool, um, so they've got um, old Chibwetel Ejiofor chasing them as a CIA agent. He's working a lot, right? So he's um, seemingly a bad guy because he's hunting them. He's working with the CEO of the pharmaceutical company because he's being paid to do so. Um, but he's grieving the loss of his wife. Like that's what's driving his motivation to find a cure for death is because his wife died of like a fatal, uh, like motor neuron disease. Ah, and so he's hoping to bring her back or no, I think he's just like, I don't want, he, yeah, he's just a broken man. So he's just like, I don't want that to happen. So I'm just going to, if somebody says I've got the, I've got a way to stop that from ever happening ever again, I'm going to take it. He just wants nobody to ever die, or I think he just wants. Um, he know he's been told. Well, that, that's the narrative. He's like, been. I can't love again until I can love somebody <laughs> I know is invincible. Maybe I think it's more that the the narrative that the um, pharmaceutical company has sold him on is that um, we can cure curable, like incurable diseases. It's not about extension of life necessarily, or oh. like immortality to him. It's like no, you can stop pain and grief from happening, and like. There are lives you can yeah. save by actually um, coming in and letting people play with your blood because 
imagine the possibility sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so he eventually gets turned by them in, in the kind of by force, like all, all, all shit goes to shit. And he's left at the end of it saying, well, I've been mapping you for like 10 years or 15 years of my career. And here's what I found. And it's just this massive um, kind of research wall of all of their movements across history and um, the modern era as well. And he's, he's the one that works out. You're not just immortal and you're not just influencing the way the world works. There are specific, there's like almost like an algorithm to your nature in that every time that you do something and that you saved 10 people from a fire in the city, those 10 people cured, like cured a type of cancer or like one of those people grew up to cure a type of cancer that saved hundreds of thousands of people or you saved somebody or you stopped this thing from happening. If you hadn't have stopped that thing from happening by picking a side and maybe saving 500 lives at the time, by doing so, so like you're actually they do is quietly doing massive things in the background. Yeah. And because that's the level they're not able to see because they're the ones doing it and all they see is the immediate effect. And they're on the you know, they're too far in. They're, they're, they're so the ones actually influencing it. What's that? Action So do they pick actions to take or do they just go with shit? They just well, both. They they go with shit with whatever's near them at the time that makes sense to do. So they'll, they'll, they try to move on the side of good. Um, and there's more of them out there somewhere. But they just don't necessarily know them all. But they themselves have been actively trying to stop, fight, like save lives, essentially, and minimize conflict. And, um, you know, if, if they needed to fight, like, the Nazis, they'd jump in and help fight the Nazis if they needed to stop a... Uh, yeah, a particular day of reckoning will just stop and explode, like help save people from uh, a natural disaster or something. Or there's lots of footage of them, not footage, but like lots of evidence of them just showing up to places of tragedy and not necessarily just open war um, and helping to save lives. And purely by choosing to do so, it just so happens that the other guy was able to connect that you, every single time that you guys decide to act, um, it's not just the, the lives you save or the lives you end that has an effect on society. It's actually, I've been able to connect where everything comes from and I can, yeah, if those things don't happen, millions of people would have died. So oh, okay. it, it, there See, is, I, there I, is a design to it. They just don't have any control over it, I think. So, but are they given power by some sort of similar force that also is aware of who needs to be saved? Uh, yeah, that, that's where it's left up to the the mystery of them finding their purpose again, right? And just believing in some sort of higher power or faith, or so had they fallen into a sense of like inaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd just be getting tired and would take years off at a time, right? And would just stop um, engaging because they'd hear about things and decide to act, and then nothing would happen from it in their heads because they really only saw what was happening directly as a result of they weren't keeping track or keeping tabs of the lives that they influence because there's there would be tens of thousands of them to do at any given time so they just move on to the next thing and see oh i stopped that civil war from happening but the country still fell and now there's an actual war going on i guess my my actions don't matter yeah yeah that kind of stuff so that was the the that's kind of what like surrounds 
the overall story is is that sort of kickoff that they should be just trusting that whatever it is that they decide to do works and is meant to work and is designed to do that. Gotcha. It doesn't really touch on whether or not she gets her healing back, but she doesn't die, and they kick off okay. with them being like, so "Yeah." I, I just assumed that the culmination of that younger girl's plot would be succeeding Charlize Theron yep. and she'd die at the end saving her or something. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was leading up to. One of her her like second in command guy that had been with her uh for like a couple of thousand years or like a thousand years or so. Um turned on her. Right. Um or had been guiding the pharmaceutical guys to actually capture her because he, yeah, for whatever reason, he had given up as well in his own way. So mm. his punishment at the end of the film isn't to, um, you know, die or anything. It's, yeah, you're you're out of the group for 100 years. Right. So you're on your own for 100 years. You've got no support. You've got no oh, one yeah. around you. It's just you're on your own for 100 years. That's the price you pay. Um, but they all... Um... They accept that a grudge can pass in a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they understand where he was coming from. Right. What he was trying to achieve is just like, look, it's 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 not that it's over, but um, we may as well try to help in a different way. Sure. And we've never sat down and just become lab rats before, and we should maybe try it because who knows the effect, the impact it could have on the world. Whereas the rest of them saw it as, no, 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 this is no different to any other time where they've tried to do something yep. like pin us down and then they never let us go. Mm. Um, which is exactly what was happening. Bad guy was bad all along. Who would have thought? Um, but So you never get a, this is what is causing this? No, never. Um, but it sets it up for a sequel or a series or something because it very much just seemed to cover like the main first story of the comic book from what I've been reading about it. Right. Tells the story, introduces the characters, introduces the newbie, not as the successor, but as just the next one. Doesn't actually clarify whether or not she's replacing or like Charlie Theron gets her healing powers back, but she's still alive and still leading the charge at the end of it. Um, which makes for a cool dynamic if they move forward with it, that she doesn't have her powers, but she's got the most experience out of anyone. So she's still able to do a hell of a lot more, but there's a little bit of risk there in terms of, like, well, she dies, she dies. Gotcha. Um, or it could be that, you know, she found her faith again and now she can move. It doesn't really cover that at all or even hint. I'm just kind of thinking out loud now that that's, that may be the way it goes. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's good. I, I'd recommend it. I, I've given away the main plot. I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you'll get to it. That wouldn't stop me from. Um, it makes me want to read the comic book. That's for sure. Could it, even though it is just pretty much, uh, um, yeah, like you said, Highlander. Yeah. Um, thing. It's not. It seems wholly original. Beyond that. Even though it seems like one of the easiest concepts, just a yeah, bunch of immortals fighting. They're in every war. Imagine, imagine the uh, the montage, um, and the cool weapons they'd use and shit. But it is actually really well told. 
and yeah, her her battle axe sort of weapon thing, which is the the symbol in the movie, the old crusaders sort of cross, double edged axe sort of thing that she uses. It's just cool. She just slaughters people with it. It's all around good time, family wholesome fun. Um, and no, not Liam. Oh, the Hemsworth. I was going to say before earlier too that um, when we establish our um, our uh, oh god I forgot what I was going to talk about when uh, when we make another uh, podcast people think we were talking about having Cullum and Jerry Elman I was going to say the fifth or the sixth player of that has to be the fat ugly Hemsworth oh, oh neighbours that's right we're talking about neighbours whatever it is that we decide to make it should include a fat ugly Hemsworth um, so the question is do I search fat ugly Hemsworth. It will come up with the guy from Westworld. No, no, it's all still Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, um, yeah, fuck. I got so bored watching that movie. Um, what was it called? Extraction? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. Don't bother. Also based on a graphic novel, also on Netflix, also came out this year, also starring um, sexy giant white person. Uh, And I just couldn't give a shit. It looked like that kind of movie. You know when movies are just like, you can't really describe them as anything other than military? Yep. That's when you know it's going to be a mad, bad movie. Well, it was, and you get this in, in, um, to the same, like the same nth degree in the first John Wick movie, where it's like, this is Stuntman the movie. This is a show reel of stuntmen moves and a stunt coordinated mm. shots. Yeah. And there's, we have n- no there's literally nothing else beyond that. There's no real depth to it. Is um, same thing you get with most people that are really good at special effects. Yep. Like the only way they ever make it work is if they just stitch a bunch of special effects together that are really like eerie and speculatively interesting. Yeah. And by putting so it in a, that, it just comes off like a weird bad sci-fi trailer. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, I the problem maybe was that I mean I probably should have done it anyway. Like you watch these movies back to back and you like them, then nah, they both achieved great action everything with them, but the extraction one you couldn't give a shit about. And yes, technically they've managed to proficiently film a series of high intensity, high octane, uh, one shot kind of action sequences and fight sequences, but you, um. But at what cost? At what cost? They're not meant to be superheroes. They're not meant no. to have powers, but Chris Hemsworth is basically unstoppable. Like, he's, yeah, well, he's the guy you call in to... Uh, being really well trained is not really enough. Yeah. When you're getting the shit kicked out of you, you're being thrown around the room by six different people at given times, and you're not stopping. You're just continuing to go and go and go, and you're falling, falling through... Like walls and being, um, having explosions go off around you and shit. There's no point in time you're like, no, no, hang on a second. 
the cumulative effects of all of these things happening at you in quick succession should mean that you're dead. Yeah. Um, or crippled or something, but no. A person can't just come back from that. Like how I think it's because of CGI having people fall really unrealistically. Yeah. It's made it okay for people to fall really unrealistically big distances in regular movies. Yeah, yeah. You see, like you know that one where John Wick falls and like hits three pieces of roof and then lands on the ground. Honestly, that was the most unrealistic thing about that entire trilogy. It was because it was, it was the, a bloody stunt too. A real person did that. Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't know. It just uh, things like that. Always, I just look at them and think, well, I mean, at best, at least throughout John Wick movies, he does get to the end of a film and he's like one of his legs doesn't bend anymore. Yeah. He's got three bullets in him. He's bleeding. He's limping. And occasionally he just flat out faints or whatever. And then somebody else saves him. And there's like a little moment of, yeah, exactly. This movie doesn't have that sort of shit in it. Even the old guard has that sort of stuff in it where they get a little bit overwhelmed by shit. And it's just circumstance that manages to get them out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just, it just had bad humor. It had, it was just, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Just one of those examples of it had all the right pieces and then it still just didn't come together. So I couldn't even, yeah. I had to 1.5 speed it just to get through it because I knew that we were going to talk about it on the podcast that I couldn't just not watch the rest of it. Um, I don't know. I turned a movie off the other day. Yeah, and I continue to do, like, I'm, I'm not against I doing that. but. Off. Um, just on from another movie that sucks. Um, you know that movie where that acclaimed black actress just wants a whole bunch of kids to hang out in her basement for some reason? Yes. Um, Olivia, Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer, yeah. Yeah. That just didn't go anywhere as a film? No, it's, none of it makes any sense at any step of the yeah. Her actions are weird. Their actions are weird. They, she does things that they should just be like, okay, cool. Well, we're never talking to you again. And they're just like, okay, same time tomorrow. It's like the first day they go to her house, she forces one of them to strip at gunpoint and then goes, ah, I was just fucking with you. And then all of his friends go, ah, and then he goes, ah, you got me. But he like threatened her. And told her she had to upgrade her basement for their partying pleasure. Mm. And like was leaning over her when she's buying them booze, helping them buy booze and letting them hang out and get drunk in her basement. So it was like his character turn made no sense. He was never set up to be a villain or anything. Yeah. Her character turn made no sense, but also should have been sufficiently shocking that they were never seen or heard from by her again. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kept escalating, kept getting weirder, and it sort of kept going back in time and implying that she had like some sort of carry moment when she was young. Right. Um, and they, and she's enjoying like trying to regain partying as a teenager with these kids when she's like 40 something. Yeah. And it's just weird and disjointed, and huh. I don't think. 
I don't understand what was in there. I suspect it's some bad crap she did ages ago that's now come to the surface because she's a commodity now. Yeah. Huh. The um, I'm just thinking with extraction, the only bit that I found enjoyable was one scene where um, Chris Hemsworth's character is um, like holding up in a like a safe house with one of his former partners played by David Harbour. Yeah. So it's just David Harbour being David Harbour at Chris Hemsworth for like 10 minutes. Mm. Which is the most, obviously that's going to be the most naturally enjoyable thing to watch. And it just made me think while I was watching it, man, if people had just only discovered David, David Harbour when he was young and physically fit, <laughs> he would have been like the best, um, like lead, leading man for these sorts of movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know whether he would have had the appeal then. Doesn't he kind of need to be old and overweight for that style of work? That's, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Maybe also he just beyond that, the way we've all worked out now that Chris Hemsworth works best if you just make him funny and, and kind of stupid. Yeah. Which he had moments of being able to be funny here, but it wasn't like good funny. It was like, I'm a giant Australian. And I'm a giant white Australian. Um, and I'm basically just a perfect specimen of a human being. So I can make comments like this and people just think it's charming. But like in the extraction movie beyond that, it's just like, uh, eh. I'm reading some of the reviews for it too. Ooh. Aiming for the fight. No. <laughs> Aiming for the fight poetry of the John Wick franchise extraction comes closer to a series of stunts strung together to look like an ultra-violent video game. In which the avatars are played by actual humans. Is that basically what we were just saying? Yeah, um, somebody called a uh, variety called it the film called the film a white savior version of Man on Fire. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, well, I think on that note, might be time to end. Yeah, I think we've done it. This has been yeah. your wired chat. Three um, movies were not that good. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. Somewhere okay. Um, this has been your white saviour. Uh, He's been your white saviour, Jesse. I've been your white saviour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so highly recommend Old Guard. Do not recommend all of the other ones. Oh, Relic, you could watch. Go watch Relic. Just don't watch Relic. it for the stunts. Um, Train to Busan, watch that too. Don't watch Snowpiercer because... Or the TV show Snowpiercer because it sucks. No, you need to watch Train to Busan. So you need to watch the first episode of the Snowpiercer's TV show. I did a bad one. You got to do a bad one because then I can watch the good one and you watch the bad Fine. one. This has been Fine. my chat. Yeah, it's Jesse. I've been your host, Logan. Yeah, we're out.